Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of High Minded with McCarter. I'm your host McCarter. I'm super excited to have Kane Perry on today with Red Roots Rolling Company, the best hash donuts to hit the Colorado market. So welcome. I'm super excited. I appreciate it. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we met, I feel like at like Tetra or something like months ago. Yeah, yeah. I want to say, what's that? It's actually on Washington Street. It's that. Uh, oh, art space or ant space? Is it ant no, space? it's there, there's a different one. It's owned by a oh, husband and wife. Is it New Conscious? There's so many I'm naming. I know, I know, I know. I'm not sure what it is, but it, it's actually just down the street from where I operate the lab. Oh, okay. um, that's why I remember it. But I think uh, Matthew Fresco, he he introduced us. So yes, love Fresco Tesla. Yeah, Had yeah, him the on the podcast as well. He's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I love. He helps this me. Stuff. He helps me on the weekends and stuff. He helps with the, like the prep and stuff that I do in order to you know get ready for the next week of rolling and whatnot. But oh, that's but yeah, amazing. Yeah, he's been there since since the jump. So. Oh, yes. Well, right away, can you maybe explain to people that don't know what we are talking about, what your cannabis brand does and makes and sells? You know, hash hole, donut, you know, there's a lot of names for it. Um, But essentially, we just kind of take Colorado's best flour and rosin. Um, We pair them together and uh, we roll them up and we're, you know, trying to separate ourselves in a way to where, you know, you you know exactly uh, what's on the inside of the joint and you know, you know, exactly what you're getting every single time is going to be quality. Um, I don't know if you've seen like the pictures, but like we'll cut them in half and we have like uh, like real HD like pictures on my uh, yes, Instagram. The, the macro. Yeah, exactly. And that's just to, you know, kind of differentiate ourselves from the competition in that, you know, a lot of people, they are, they're taking like table scraps and whatnot and they're throwing it in joints and they're calling it a day. Whereas like we want, we want to build that trust with all the customers and like, let them know, like break open a joint anytime you want. You know what I mean? Check it out. Cause you know, every time we're we're really not trying to hide anything and you know, you can trust the quality that is a red root drilling commercial. So yeah. When you gave me one and I smoked it with my friends, I was blown away. I tagged you guys in some stories and my friends were like, where the fuck do you get this? This is amazing. And I know that when we met, you guys were just about to come on to the legal market. So I definitely, I'm so intrigued by, you know, your experience on the legacy market and making that switch over and just your views on everything. Really? It's so so interesting. it, It was a journey for sure. I, uh, I started out um, uh, working for this cat down in Ordway, and we were trying to do um, a collaboration, but there was just a difference of opinion on quality and what that standard needed to be. So I kind of had to separate myself there, um, and then I just kind of decided to hit, you know, the legacy market uh, and try and build as much leverage behind the brand as possible a lot of try and get as many eyes on it as possible so that way when i tried to reintroduce the brand to the white market that you know i would be uh you know received better maybe have you know like i said a little bit more leverage going into these discussions about partnerships more support exactly exactly it's and it's you know when especially when like investors or like you know potential partners see that you know you have a, a large following on uh, social media and like they're you know super um uh, i don't know how you would exactly say it like active followers where you know you're getting a lot of likes you're getting a lot of comments people are you know it's not bought and sold right. followers a lot of engagement because there's a lot of cannabis brands that do that type of stuff but a lot of engagement yeah that's the right word um and you know 
you could kind of see that the brand, if put, you know, on the right market, it would do well. It just took that, you know, somebody giving me an opportunity in order to do that. So, you know, I, I just partnered up with Mighty Melts, um, maybe about a year ago now. Tom, Tom's been flying, so it's hard to keep track, yep. but, uh, we partnered with them, finally found a, a great partnership in them. Uh, they run a bunch of living soil. Um, and they also have a line of living soil rosin that they do, um, with the flower that they grow in the living soil. So, um, it was a really easy kind of yes for me whenever they kind of approached me and, and wanted to, you know, see me thrive on the white market. So we partnered up and, uh, we've, you know, collabed a bunch and then I've collabed with, uh, guys like, uh, Xander over at, uh, Sweet Cubano. He's the homie, yes, uh, shout awesome. out Sweet Cubano. Um, and then, uh, Mountain Select, TJ and the guys over yes. there, they're really good uh, friends of mine. They're they were, making great products. Yeah, yeah. So we've really been trying to partner up with people that are known for quality already just to kind of coincide with, you know, what we're saying as far as, you know, what you can find in our products. So Yeah. And now time for a quick commercial break. This smoke break is sponsored by Ajoya Dispensary in Colorado. I love shopping at their Louisville and Lakewood locations because they have all the best products. I just picked up some incredible flour from Local Love. The strain is Colorado Cream Soda. And I was just hitting on some Agozi Rosin, which is so yummy. All of their bud tenders are in so incredibly knowledgeable. And they don't use words like Sativa Indica Hybrid. They mainly focus on their four categories to describe all of their products and how they will make you feel. And those categories are Elevate, Focus, Settle, and Unwind. So it's a super approachable dispensary experience. I cannot recommend Ajoya Dispensary enough. Be sure to check them out if you're in Colorado and 21 and up or have a medical card. And be sure to tell them that McCarter sent you. Now back to the episode. So how did you start like with the whole hash donut? Because I feel like it's it's becoming really, really trendy now, but you've been doing it for a couple of years. For sure. Um, you know, it, it trended a lot over in uh California. And uh I was just kinda I was watching the markets for a long time um before I was even able to get, you know, into the industry at twenty one. And I just noticed that a lot of trends um that start and are in over in like california and out west they like they slowly make their way east you know what totally. i mean and uh hash hole hash holes in general they they've been a pretty big trend over there for a minute i want to say uh fidel's um he had a big influence on me um and, and then I'm trying to think of somebody else. They're strain chasers. He's a good buddy of mine over in California doing kind of the same thing I am. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, the guy who actually created the wood tip or Getty tips, um, he kind of led the, led the way and, you know, giving the people who are wanting to build like a fatter, you know, donut joint or, or whatever, you know, a way to do that. And uh, yeah. if you go on his Instagram, you'll see just tons and tons of hash holes. And yeah, it's just, it's just a big fat over in California. And I just kind of seen the niche in the market here in Denver and you know, there, there was none. And the one that was actually here, um, it was a brand that I helped start, you know, and then. Are we talking like, about Made in Shaolin? No, 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 okay. uh, no, um, uh, <laughs> 
it, you don't have to. Yeah, yeah, you don't I, have to I, drop it. Yeah, okay. I, I just don't want to. I don't want to be that guy as much no, as you know. Sometimes you want to be. You're comfortable but with. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I kind of started it for this guy, and then uh, he hired somebody else and kind of ran off with it. Um, and they were doing semi successful. Um, but they kind of fell off as you know my actual brand kind of came you know to play. So. So, you know, karma, it is what it is. You yes, know, it, it I all, am a firm believer yes, in Yes, very karma. much so. So <laughs> I just kind of, when that happened, I put my head down. And like I said, I, I hit the gray market pretty hard and uh, just tried to, you know, build a little bit more leverage so that way I could get back in the game and kind of, you know, shit on all the people that, you know, did me dirty. So Yes, totally. But yeah. It's a full circle moment. Yeah, definitely like. gave me some motivation, you know? So yeah. I'll thank him, you know, rather than yes. you know, sit here and name drop and whatnot. Literally, I was just, the episode we just published, um, I think it's episode 47 with uh, Chris Lynch of uh, Loyalty Farms. Do you know them at all? I don't, um, but I, I watched that episode. Oh, yeah. thanks. Awesome. Yeah, he's a relatively new and has such a similar story. He helped build someone's grow from the ground up after, and then after a couple years, they laid him off and he's like, thank you. Yeah. And he's like, you know, he did me a favor because right. then he started his own business. Right. And I'm just like, yes, I love that mentality. It's not like a fuck you. It's like, yo, you did me a favor. Like it's a learning lesson. You yeah. know, any, any obstacle, that's what I've, you know, tried to come to learn. It's don't let yourself, don't let your emotions overcome, you know, your decision-making, just kind of keep your head down, continue to work hard, be a good person and the shit will fall, you know what I mean, yes. in the place where it needs to. Uh, so I love that. I yeah. knew you were a great person when we <laughs> I met. I was it. like, this is a guy I to know. <laughs> like, yeah, you just, you know what you're doing. You have the right, like, head on your shoulders, good ethics, good morals. Like, you're taking the time to do it all right. And I, I love to see that. I'm so excited to I yeah, appreciate promote it, you and get I your do. story out. And uh, I see you're in a Compton shirt and you've talked about California. Yep. So are you from California? No, I'm actually from the opposite. I'm from uh, the deep South. I'm from a small little Eastern Kentucky town. Um, that's actually something I kind of wanted to get into with you. That That's really the origin of all this. I actually grew up on a, a tobacco farm um, no in Kentucky. Way. Yeah. So I didn't necessarily grow it, like grow up um, rolling a bunch of cigars or anything like that. But, you know, I did always have that interest. Um, and then when I did get a, a slight bit older, because my dad, he was a preacher, man. So he didn't smoke. We raised it. But that you was have the, the craziest yeah. like story. <laughs> right. I'm so excited you're here. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> this is epic. But, uh, but yeah, he, he was a preacher, man. So we didn't, you know, we didn't partake in smoking or anything like that. Um but, uh, you know, he had work hands that we would pick up, um, on our way to the, we, he, we, we owned a few farms where we raised the, the livestock and the, the tobacco at. So we would pick up these farm hands and, uh, a couple of them were Mexicans. A couple of them were just, you know, some white guys that helped dad out. Um, but the Mexicans would always roll up their own, like, I'd never seen it, but they would like take cured leaves off while we were like grading it and getting ready to send it off for wholesale. And they would roll up their own, like, I would almost call it like a cigarillo because it wasn't the size of a cigar, you know, but yeah. I kind of, you know, and then my dad and my grandpa, they would kind of take off and they would go feed cattle or whatever. And they'd leave us to continue working. And whenever they would do that, I'd be like, hey, show me, show me how yeah. you do that. You know, like. Wait, but I, they weren't rolling spliffs. It was just tobacco. No, no, it was just tobacco. Okay. And then there was actually another guy. It was who like would a cigarillo? Take... Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, but not like a cigarillo because, of course, it's like, you know, it's all 
jumbled up and then pressed out and then made into like this hemp looking paper you know what i mean whereas these were like just actual leaves and then they would they had like this little uh I forget what the type of glue was called, but it's a little bit of powder and they'd actually like spit on it. And then they would use that to seal it with. And, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't remember the name of it right now, but I, something thermaculite or I can't, but it's like a plant-based powder that when you add water, it just like, it turns into like a glue type substance. I actually use it for my joints now, but without the spit, (laughs) (laughs) I just, I just mix it with water. So nice. Oh my gosh. The only thing I could think of is like, vermiculite because i use vermiculite yeah i like, definitely said that wrong <laughs> yeah that's like i use that so it's like a rock kind of thing i use it for like when i grow mushrooms like i mix it with like i might be completely off on what powder. i'm calling it that's so funny we're all just like, but yeah it's just like this powder you wet it and it you know it gets sticky so nice somebody out there may know what i'm talking about yeah. but i don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> That's so cool. So you learned from these guys when you were growing yeah. up. Yeah, I kind of learned from them, kind of got interest out of that. And then, uh, you know, graduated high school. I never really smoked that much in high school. I, I played ball. I actually had a few um, little NAI football scholarships. Nothing to really oh. brag about. Um, but I... Well, you were good enough to get a scholarship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but... That summer, so I'd actually signed with this uh, school. Uh, it's called the Union Bulldogs, and I had signed to go play ball with them. Kind of just following the path that pops wanted me to follow, type deal. You know, not really what I was feeling, but right because I, I didn't really want to go to college at all. I kind of, I've always had a decent head on my shoulders, and I always felt like I could make it without dropping 150k. You know what I mean? Yes. Props to the people that can, but I was just. I'm not going to lie. I cheated in school. You know what I mean? I, I could never pay attention long enough to really learn anything. And all the real world sc- like skills that I felt like I needed, I felt like I had. Yes. So I just, you know, I didn't didn't want to waste my time. I wanted to get out here and get active. Yeah. Um, I can tell from the get-go you've been a very street smarts type of guy. <laughs> I, I've tried to always play it smart, keep my head down, stay home. You know what I mean? Just yes. all the things they say to do, I've just really you know, I tried it here too and it's worked thus far. So, but I still got, you know, a long ways to go to where I want to be, but you know, but yeah, I, uh, I never really smoked in high school. Um, and then I got out and then started hanging with some buddies at the park, playing basketball and stuff during the summer, just kind of waiting to get my workout schedule to go, uh, to go to this new school and start playing ball. Um, it's funny because I, I got the workout schedule in an email. It was like three weeks out from when I needed to report. And uh, I, my buddy Dalton is his name. And uh, shout out Dalton Martin. But uh, I looked at him after I got the email because we, we were just bullshitting all summer. And I was like, bro, I was like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going, yeah, I was like, like, I'm not doing fuck this. this. I was like, You're, he's telling me I need to do this. And it was like, a, it was just a conditioning test. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It wasn't even like what we'd probably actually be doing for like, you know, because I would fail the test. So then I'd have to do that a hundred <laughs> times over to get to where I needed to be, you know, because right. I started just smoking weed all summer. You know what I mean? And, and you know, perfecting the I used to roll with zigzags is what I would roll with. Um, so this but, was like right before college. You started yeah, right smoking? before college, the end of high school. Yeah, that's that's when I because I've never been able to define like a moment, like my first time smoking. Right. Um, where like a friend was like, Hey, I got yeah, this weed, right, like, we need right. to try I it. I just remember like, you know, trying it 
and then just being all about it. You yes. know what I mean? Like, this is what I want to do. You know what I mean? Like, I have a similar thing. Yeah. So, but yeah, so I, I started smoking, bullshit, and decided not to go. Um, broke the news to my dad. He was super upset. Um, that kind of dimmed our relationship a little bit. Um, he took, he tried to take my car away from me. I was 18 though. I was like, you can't, you can't do that shit. Oh. So I ended up getting my car back a couple months after he took it away from me. And as soon as I got it back, uh, I actually, uh, found the lady that I am now, uh, she's my wife. Um, oh. and she, we're about to have our second son. So, uh, I started, so exciting. I started becoming her like drug dealer, you know, I, uh, <laughs> That's that's how we met. The you know? romantic. Yeah, I, I started selling some weed here and there, um, and just really got into it. And I was like, "This is what I want to do with the rest of my life." Uh, I, I'm skipping a whole lot, but yeah. there, there's 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 Wait, a time. Were ton. you like you said you were rolling at that point? So like, is this when you started to kind of but nothing, your, but nothing, uh, you know, nothing crazy. Just rolling for myself. This. You okay. know what I mean? Just. I guess I'm kind of explaining like how I got into weed more so than like the actual rolling part. Cause that actually comes more into play. Like whenever I moved out to Colorado, which is coming up right here. Uh, you know, I, uh, so I got with her, um, moved out of my parents' house. Uh, we were together for like eight, nine months. I was just, uh, <laughs> like I said, moving little baggies here and there to kind of smoke for free. wasn't really making real money. Yeah. Um, and I had uh, realized that Colorado, it was legal here. And, you know, with my background growing tobacco and being in, you know, agriculture heavy, um, on top of being a preacher, my dad was the agricultural professor at uh, a community college in town there. So wow. it was all about, you know, ag this, ag that, you know, raising livestock. It, that's yeah. what I grew up around. So I thought, you know, it, it kind of sounded like a gold mine out here with the marijuana. So that was, you know, what kind of first came to mind and why I wanted to move out here. And at the time I was moving little baggies, working at a uh, comfort Inn, a hotel nice. as their uh, front desk guy. And, uh, one night I was working a night shift and one night I sat there, you know, and I, I just decided I, I was going to move out here. It didn't matter like, you know, how I did it, how much money I came at. Cause you know, everybody wants a plan. They want, right. I didn't even come out here with a place to stay, honestly. Um, and I told, uh, I, I said it to Comfort in, and uh, I just wrote down every single, so Choice Hotels is like an organization of itself, and then there's like Econo Lodge, there's Comfort Inn, there's Quality Inn, there's a few different like motels that are underneath that Oh, so you chain. could like transfer. Exactly. And uh, so I was working there, so I just hyped myself up um, a little bit over the phone to these people, but I, I before that I wrote down every single number of every single choice hotel in Colorado, and I just started calling them that nice. night. And then I, you know, like I, I was saying there before, like I tried to hype myself up a little bit, sound a little smarter than I was, like <laughs> act like I know a little bit more than I did, and I got somebody to bite. Um, yeah, that's what you got to do. Yeah, that's so, what everyone does with their resumes. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> it's nothing. I new. can't tell you how many times I've applied for a job and put I have like two degrees and I don't. It's like I know they're not gonna look. You know what I mean? Like, it's amazing. Because like, yeah. you don't want to be like. It's nicer to start as like a manager or something like that. Right. It's not. You, you don't want. If you don't have to start at the bottom of the chain and you know you're capable, you might as well. You know. Right. Because it's like with you. who checks? Who yeah. checks? <laughs> I mean, why are you paying for these degrees? At the end of the day, it's like. I'm sorry, but like you can literally just bullshit that all day, every day. Yes. I mean, f probably for a corporate job too. I don't know. 
I don't know of any employer that I've ever heard that like no. has like checked it or like a story of somebody who tried to do it that it didn't work. Like right. it's always like just do it. You yeah. Know? The only thing I think they check for your undergraduate degree is when you're going to like medical school or law school right and stuff like that right like something where you need real credentials right but no i've never heard of yelling yeah, but like if you're a job, if you're like if you're your university. most low level at walmart and you want that manager job just reapply and act like you got two degrees while you've been working <laughs> yes. there and they'll never know the difference and you might get the job so i love this yes advice. please Please do that. So you got someone to bite to come out to Colorado. Yeah, I got them to bite to come out to Colorado. So um, they gave me, I think it was like three weeks to get out there because they really needed help. Um, and they're like, fuck yeah, we're so understaffed. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and like I said, I kind of like said some like word, like said I could do some stuff that I have no clue on how to do. You know what I mean? Like, but just like really trying to like get them to bite because I tried, you know, probably eight, nine times before I got that yes. Um, but Side anyways, note, I this uh, is smoking so beautifully. Like I just have to verbalize it. I'm glad it's like not harsh. It's so smooth. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, continue. No, no doubt. Um, where was I at? Uh, so they, I get that. Yes. Um, and then I come back home that day from work. Uh, but then I, I asked my lady, I'm like, you know, I completely understand. Like, I don't expect you to move across country away from all your family with me. Um, but I am like, yeah, I, you're like, I need to do, yeah, this. I need to do this for me. You know, I would love it if you would come with me. That would be amazing, but I'm not going to ever hold that against you. You know what I mean? We could try the long distance saying whatever, you know, but right. it would be what it would be, you know? So I, uh, I give her that. And then a couple of days later I come home and she's like, I got a job too. And I was like, no way. okay. So she got a job at a nursing home there in uh, the same town, Gunnison Crested Butte. Are you familiar with the yeah, valley down there? For sure. So it's that's beautiful. where we moved. Yeah, yeah. We got super lucky, um, and where we landed. Uh, I needed to be around people, but you know, small towns nice to move to a new place. It's like Denver's kind of daunting if you're, totally. you know, especially from a small town. Yeah. Like we were, so you know, it was definitely an easier transition. So I was thankful for that, but um. Yeah, she she came out here. We we left like three weeks later. We just packed everything we could. My little Ford Fusion. I had like maybe seven eight hundred dollars. Nice the Ford um, Fusion. Yeah, yeah. I used to have a Ford. It was well. uh, it was like an auburn red. It was a little piece of shit, but <laughs> it always. But was... but it got you where you needed well, to go. Well, that's the next part of the story. So it got me to Canyon City. Um, and then it broke down. The transmission went out on it. Oh, no. Yes. The, the transmission went out on it in Canyon city. Um, like I said, I had like seven, $800 on me. Um, so couldn't afford to fix it. So what we ended up having to do is we took a Greyhound down to Gunnison, get, got all the stuff that we could carry on our backs. You know what I mean? Wow. And then we moved into this, like, um, it was like a motel, but it turned into apartments, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, it was just a hotel room, but, like, you could live at their long-term stays. Right. So, we went ahead and got one of those, and then we walked to Gunnison back and forth to work for maybe about three or four weeks until um, I was able to get a loan from my bank back home in Kentucky 
to get it fixed and to get that thing fixed. Cause they, I was lucky they had a Ford dealership, like right next, it was like one of their main dealerships where they can actually do that stuff. And I actually uh-huh. broke down like just down the street from it. Uh-huh. So I didn't have to pay much of a tow bill, but to fix it, they were talking like a little over four G's and I, I think I paid like 5,500 for oh the car God, in the beginning. And, yeah. Yeah. So, and dad had to help me get that loan. Um, so, you know, I asked him, I was like, can I just, you know, please just buy a new car and let this one like because it doesn't even make sense like let me use this as a down payment like right. let's just let this thing sit and rot you know yeah. what i mean like i do not want to fix it, it. yeah it's worth. well i'm gonna have to just re- essentially restart the payments on my original loan to pay my car off twice you know what i mean well, whereas yeah. if i could just maybe get a new or newer car you know what i mean right. and then actually you know be paying for something but you know he was a little upset for me for leaving this that and the third so that was a no um and so we went back um like i said about about three or four weeks um after we first lost it and we're walking around and stuff and then uh we were able to get it and uh, i got the loan and paid off the the tab for the mechanic and all that stuff and then uh we get back and we we actually get kicked out of that hostel that we were in there's some bullshit about weed. I think it, our neighbor was, he was a little douche, but Damn. yeah. So he, he tattled on us, I guess we got kicked out of there. So luckily enough, the hotel I was working in, they said they would take me in, um, for a little bit until I could find a place. So, you know, there was like a span of like three or four months. It was just super up in the air if we'd even Damn. have a place to stay, That's so but stressful. then we finally found a place to stay. Um, we got settled in. Um, and then I actually took a job at a Walmart across the street and, uh, worked my way up there a little bit with the tactics we were talking about. I was the support manager at a Walmart there at 19. Um, and you know, I was kind of like, I guess you could say second in command to the, the, cause there's like, uh, there's the store manager you have like usually like two other assistant managers and then you have support managers and there's usually like two of those. And there's a bunch of people Uh underneath that. And, um, yeah, so I, I did that. I made pretty decent money there. Um, Kenna, she made really good money at the nursing home where she was at. Um, and then essentially I stayed there. So we got there when I was 19. Like as soon as I had turned 19, basically we had got out there. And I knew at the time that you had to be a resident for two years before you could be badged. So that was kind of my whole thing for wanting to get out to Colorado in the beginning. So it ended up working out to where I just worked at Walmart. And then the day I, the day I turned 21, um, I have my badge outside. It's literally my birthday is my renewal date. But the day I I turned 21, that was my gift to myself. I went up to Grand Junction and I got my badge and I was in a grow the next week up in Crested Butte. So it was, uh, it was a journey to get there, but I stuck it out. Cause I'm super stubborn (laughs) and I I just, everybody said, you're going to be home. You know, you're going to come right back, especially after the car broke down and we were walking around and every time they would say, you need to just come home. I would, it just made, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're just like, fuck you, fuck you. No. You know, maybe just want to rebel that much more. So we did. And, uh, we stuck it out and then I started growing for this company called Soma. Um, did that for a hot minute. And then one of my parents actually got sick for a minute. We moved back to Kentucky, hated my life for like a whole year. Uh, it was, I think it was 2019 going into 2020. I moved back. I was there for like 10, 11 months. Um, and then I was like, listen, if we're like, 
I want to make it in the industry and I want to do it on my own. I, I don't want to answer to anybody. You know what I mean? I really yeah. want to find a niche and just go after it because it, I, I just seen so many things that were met. Like, again, I would just look at these, like these players in the industry out in California and Michigan and these other places and how they were doing their branding, this, that, and the third. And I was just like, there's space for all of this. And did like, I, I'm not hating on the Colorado market, but it's very kind of cut and dry when it comes to a lot of, you know, brands. There's very few that stick out. And the ones that do stick out are the ones that are like uber successful. You know what I mean? Right. So that's what I wanted to do. I just, and then I needed to figure out a niche and where, you know, we needed to, you know, focus that attention. So we moved back out here. She was, she was like six months pregnant when we moved back out here. So that was super stressful. Um, then we had our first son. I started uh, working in the Grove for Natty Rims. Yeah. Um, and then from there, I wanted to be a little bit closer to home. And then I started a job as a bud tender at a Green Dragon over on Quincy Ave. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah. that's kind of where things started to develop with Red Roots Rolling Co. Um, I started just doing like little fancy joints, fancy wrappers and stuff for like bud tender homies for events and stuff and uh they really started to love it they started to like i really started to make uh, it was like you know my paychecks at that point weren't that you know much and when you're when you start to make almost as you do in a couple of days rolling joints as you do in a couple weeks working you're like i've got something you know what i mean so at that point what were you like charging people like not that much not nothing crazy you know and i would i would give them Sometimes they would give me their material and I would just like roll it up and charge like a service fee or whatever. Um, and then sometimes, you know, I, I started to get my hands on like some nicer stuff. And then, uh, you know, I, I don't know, cause I did so many different things. I would do like a few can of guards here and there. I would do like some two or three gram joints. Sometimes I'd put raws in it. Sometimes I wouldn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. So there was a lot of different price points. Experimenting but... too with like what people want, what people like, what works exactly. the best, what's a good price point. Exactly. Exactly. So then I just, that's, that's good. What, such good market research. Right. Right. <laughs> and then I'm a bud tender and then I've been a grow. you know what I mean? Yes. I, I've, I've done every kind of aspect other than, you know, just the logistics of being on the computer with metric and all that. Other than that, I've, you know, I've seen it all. I've heard the customers. I know what they want. I know what they like, you know, good so you. I know what price points awesome. they look for. So in that, you know, I think it really gave me a leg up as well entering the industry. Um, but yeah, so I, I was working there and then that started to develop. And then finally, you know, I was doing enough, you know, just service charges for, you know, other homies that had Rob's and brands and stuff here in town that I was able to quit my job. So I quit my job and then, uh, wait, no way. Hold on. Wait, go back. How you just like built up such like a client customer yeah, base yeah, over individually like, rolling yeah over like a four or five month period that's crazy and, you know it, it i was i was upset because i had to go to work to make less money you know what i mean right. like when i had all this stuff to do at home wow. type stuff so when at that point i was like yeah because it was hard for me because again i just had my son yeah. my first son and uh so then it's, obviously you want to be at home Home, yeah, home yeah, for two reasons. yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I want to be home, you know, to help her. And then, you know, <laughs> if I'm already, if I can make more money at home, then what am I doing? At, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What am I doing at work trying to grab as much tips as I, you know what I mean? I can just do this, right. be home and make the money that I need to make. So yeah, it just kind of grew from there. Um, I was hoping it wouldn't go out. 
It was. It literally was going for so long. I know. I was watching that. I was like, damn it. Should have ashed it a little bit. Like, <laughs> get to that cherry. That's what happens sometimes. But, um, but yeah. And then uh, I kind of struck my first deal with um, the Cats Down in Ordway I was talking about earlier. That kind of fell through. And then there was about Wait, another. Wait, sorry. At that point in time, had you perfected like the hash hole? Or yeah, were sorry, you... sorry. Okay. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> In just because the, there's so many joints yeah no definitely obviously joint is a joint is like the i don't know so many people you know it's the one of the most widely used i think well that's ways. another reason I, I decided to go into it is because i think like somebody's gonna probably correct me but 30 or 40 percent of the market share in colorado is pre-rolls you know what i mean yeah, like it's crazy when you when you look at it how many different products there are like to have a 40 you know what i mean yeah, that, that's a lot totally. and i don't think there's another product that even has anything close to that um yeah i, I might be wrong but i don't think I so i think is like 20 to 30 okay. percent of the market right and that makes sense you know what i mean but yeah pre-rolls it just almost didn't make sense because it's like these people are lazy as hell. Yeah. Take, take the weed home you want and roll it up. And you can, there's so many different, too. you know what I mean? Like, and then you complain about the pre-rolls you get. Well, it's a lot easier to just go home. Right. Oh and my throw gosh. it in a cone. But, um, yeah, I, uh, the hash hole came into effect. I started, I was still at green dragon. And, uh, again, I had just been following all those trends in California. It started getting super hot over there in California. So I was like, let me roll some of these, just see kind of how they take. And that started to be like the moneymaker. Like that's the one everybody was like, hey, let me get 10 of these. You know what Whoa. I mean? Hey, let me get, you know, a grip of these for this party that I'm going to or a grip of these to go to Red Rocks or, you know, uh, three or four of these to, you know, go to a wedding with, yeah. um, what have you. And then I kind of really started to realize just how much people, you know, enjoyed them. And then uh, that's whenever I just took to, I had a little graphic design buddy who helped me put together I don't know if you've ever seen the first version of my logo, but it's like a little caricature of me rolling, and then it just says Red Roots underneath it. Oh, is it on your Instagram? It might be, but you'd have to scroll, you know what I mean? Okay, yeah. Way down to the bottom to find it. But um, I'm going to go hunting. Yeah, there, there's like some stickers or something I think I have a picture of on there. But uh, yeah, it just... Uh, Wait, so how did you get the name Red Roots Rolling Co.? So whenever i was in kentucky growing tobacco growing up the dirt is very red i don't know if you've ever heard like the old the old country song like old dirt road or old red old red dirt road uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, i don't think i've heard this uh, song but Thank you. Uh, yeah, it, it, just, anyways, it's a Kentucky thing. Yeah, it's just a Kentucky thing. They <laughs> they say the dirt's red there, and uh, okay. yeah, so that's just kind of where I derive the name. My roots are in the red dirt of Kentucky. I um, like that. So red roots, and then I roll, of course, company. So, yeah. That's really beautiful. I like that a lot. I appreciate it. That's awesome. But yeah, not actually. Such a I need to, I need to incorporate that more into like the branding. I haven't yet, but but yeah. It, I, I like I, I've been, I've made it kind of like uh, as close to like a streetwear type brand slash yes, like I'm pre roll. So you know what I mean? On my hat, it has that on the front, and it has Red Rutrelinko on the side there. So. Oh yes, so cute. Yeah, the, I I can't wait to wear this. Oh, yeah, I'm glad you like it. Yeah, I'm gonna be tagging y'all on so much stuff. Sweet. <laughs> This is so cool. Yeah, so I love this the streetwear as well. Are you guys gonna do like a bunch of like how much merch? In yeah, the, so I don't have a whole lot of merch right now. I have like four different hats. Um, 
that you can find them all on my website, just redrootsrolling.com. Um, they're in the bio on my uh, IG. But um, yeah, there's four different versions of hats. I have like two different types of shirts right now, but uh, and I thought I had one on. I usually have a Red Roots Rolling Co shirt on. <laughs> But um, I actually make them. It's the same type of material I'm wearing now. It's my favorite. They're like seven and a half ounce tees. So they're like the heavyweight. You know, they just feel more quality. Yeah. And then they have like the puff print on them. Um, I love the puff print. Yeah, yeah. And then right, they have like a rose and then a triple R and then it says smoking on culture on the back of the shirt. That's so sick. And it's like the kind of like an old English theme. You know, of course yes. the words are, but the picture is kind of like the I old English that. like this tattoo. Tattoo is yeah, like the exactly. old English style. Yeah, that's my favorite for sure. So, it's classic. It's yeah. classic. 100%. And again, you know, it's what you see on a lot of streetwear these days. And, you know, that's what all the kids, I guess you could say, are rocking. So, you know. Yep. We're just trying to. The kids to, on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The kids on TikTok. There's <laughs> there's a few different brands out in LA that definitely have those. And, and again, that's just me kind of following those trends. You know, Yeah. Kind but of are you trying to have an apparel kind of like company? <sighs> you know, it. Like I'm gonna let it. I'm gonna let it come that? organic. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I do get a lot. A lot of people love my shirts. They love the designs that I do have. I like just haven't I said, really put I'm a whole lot of. Obsessed with the hat. This would sell. Right? Well, this would sell. And, and I just really, I, I give them away because I, I just want people to, you know, wear them, love it's them. It's good because then know? it's like guerrilla marketing. Exactly. Exactly. It's just something you can put on with almost any outfit. You know what I mean? And yes. It look decent, and and everybody's gonna be like, "What's smoking on culture?" You know? And you can yeah. be like, "Hash holes, baby." <laughs> <You know? laughs> yes oh my gosh amazing okay so how long then were you on the legacy market with the hash holes or just you know selling to, pe uh, to people yeah there was like a there was like a year span there um and really i was just it, again it was just services so like I had homies with a lot of rosin brands, and they seen kind of how they were kicking off. I love that. Um, it's services. Yeah. Shout out he's, Squish. He's shout not out Squish selling weed. It's a service. Exactly. Exactly. Let's clarify. And this is all for um, <laughs> entertainment purposes. Exactly. I say for them. Yeah. That's a, like a This is a prop. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And nothing what we say is it's real. Yeah. It's all. <laughs> nothing is real. Nothing is real. <laughs> That's so, so awesome, though. You're your services just grew and grew. Yeah. So then what happened? What happened with the like falling through in Ordway? Um, so it was just a difference again, uh, of opinion on like quality standards. Um, there was some branding stuff that I wasn't a huge fan of that we had agreed upon, you know, prior, but then when, you know, the time came, it wasn't the way, you know, discussed. So just a bunch of different communication issues, nothing right. of super importance. But, you know, when you're looking for a, a partner in business, you need somebody that right. you can communicate easily. You can be on the same page, you know, and yeah, I, I've, totally. I've, that's, that's something I've learned. You know what I mean? That's not something I knew going into that. Hence, you know, the mistake I made. So, um, you know, that's I made learning. that mistake and then took that like year, year and a half to do stuff for, you know, just the homies doing hash here in Denver. Um, and then... Yeah, I kind of I partnered up with Mountain Select. We did a collab, and um, once we did that, um, I started to garner a lot of interest from other brands. You know what I mean? Um, and at that at that point, you know, I, not to sound arrogant or anything, but I kind of had you know some options, and you know, I, I I was able to sit down with like. I think it was like four or five different rosin companies, you That's know what I mean? Awesome. And be like, you know, what 
what can I bring to the table for you guys and what can you bring to the table for me? Yeah. And then I was able to, you know, sit down with all these people and then come back, figure out who, you know, that's, I felt most comfortable with. And then I was able to partner to up it. with my buddies, uh, Sean and Alex over at Mighty Mounts. Shout out Mighty Mounts. So, that's yeah, awesome. some really good guys growing some really good weed, making some really fire hash too. So, yeah, check out their products too if you haven't already. But yeah. well, you're smoking on some right now. Yeah, I have. Um, yeah, I gotten their rosin in the past, and yeah, it tastes great. Great strains. Um, I like the way I think they had it split up into like. I tried multiple different. Ones. I know what you're saying. Yeah, it there's was like, like a it's a glass sample. container yeah. with like a little split in the middle. Yes. Yeah, those are I dope. Liked, I liked that. Yeah, those are dope. They and do like a rosin jam. They do a bunch of different consistencies, so they kill yeah. it. Yeah, Max and. Uh, all the guys over there, Nick, I'm that's, forgetting some names, that's but so cool. Max. So why do you think that the hash hole is just like hitting so much harder, LOL, figuratively and <laughs> literally with like the community and sales than say the, the Canagar? Right. Um, I would say again, it's just a trend, you know, cause I'm not the only one sitting there, you know, watching these trends. Um, I am in like a little niche rollers community on IG or whatever. Um, but at the same time, you know, you see uh, Alien Labs, 710 Labs. Uh, yep. I was talking about Fidel's earlier. Um, almost every prominent hash brand out West has a line of hash holes at this point. Yeah. Um, and they all have like rollers similar to me that they use for those services. Um, and it's, again, I just think it's that trend kind of trickling over here. Um, and you're seeing it out a lot, a lot more out east. I know New York, the hash hole is the trend right now. Uh, Miami, ev like everybody's loving the hash holes right now. It's just, it's hard to like find a real explanation for it. Right. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just one of those things. Like you see it, so you know you hop on the wave and you ride it until you know it crashes. Um, yeah. But you know, with that said, we're definitely looking at like new skews. I don't think we'll ever do a Canagar per se. Um, but you know, we're definitely looking into doing like maybe some like hemp blunts, maybe, you know, just a straight flower version of this. Um, there's a few different things there that I, I definitely see some holes in the pre-roll market still, you know what I mean? That could be filled pretty easily, you know, with the right, you know, quality measures in yeah. place. Cause at the end of the day, that's why people are okay with going and spending the 60 to $80 on these in the dispensary that they are. Cause they can, is count that what they, I was wondering what they retail yeah. for. Yeah. Anywhere from 60 to $80 is what you'll find them for in the dispensary. Um, Eclipse, they carry us here. I was just at Eclipse and yep. they said they're selling like hotcakes. Yeah. We're going to do a giveaway with them uh, soon and a few other dispensaries. Um, I don't know if you've seen like the other accessories that I have, but I just came out with like a, it's like an ostrich skin, like portable humidor case yeah what i have has, not seen it has that a, that's I, amazing it has a custom um like cigar cutters in there with our branding on it it has a custom oh. zippo lighter with torch insert and then it'll come with we're debating on how many hash holes just yet but like two or three hash holes but, i need this but yeah we're gonna we're gonna this. do this for sure and then we're hoping i'm working with the uh, wholesaler for those right now to kind of get the price down but if i can um, I'm hoping that we can get a bunch, um, shout out to guys over at low temp plates. They laser and do all this custom stuff for me. Wow. Um, but I'm hoping I can get a bunch of those, get them lasered up, customized, and then we can hopefully bring some to market. 
Um, you know, because I only have so six right now, but I want to give them away um, just to kind of, <clears> you know, show people the kind of the quality that, you know, we're about and the kind of cool stuff you can get if you rock with us. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, that is so cool. Yeah. Shout out to Eclipse. Love y'all. I am good friends with uh, Dakota. Um, and M, his wife is also named Emily, and we actually okay. kind of started our cannabis careers together doing PR at Grasslands Agency, and now we're just friends. <laughs> but yeah, I love them so much. I go to Eclipse probably like once a week. <laughs> yeah, they're the goats for sure. They're, they've been uh, they've had a lot of features in the Westward here recently, talking about how they're the place to go. And yeah, yeah, no lies told. So yeah, yeah they got some heat over there. Yeah, that's so awesome. So are you, you were talking about, thank you, uh, New York and the Florida markets. Yeah. Are you interested in getting into 100%, other yeah. markets? Yeah, it's all about solidifying myself here now. I'm working on trying to increase production. Um, you know, as of right now, we've got it to where, you know, dispensaries were kind of, you know, not getting exactly what they wanted and stuff was selling out so fast that, we now have like, you know, people that just say, okay, a lot, me, 10 or 15 of every batch that you drop, you know what I mean? So, and I only drop a hundred, a hundred of each combination. Um, so anytime you see, anytime you see like a, a new uh, flavor combo on the shelves, just know that there's only a hundred of those sold ever. And I oh. never, I never repeat them. So it's a hundred piece batch every time. And what I was saying earlier oh, is about... 50 to 60% of all the joints are pre-sold before I even roll them now. So Whoa. right now we're working on Demand production. Demand is high. Right, which is a good problem. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, I'm not going to sit here and complain about that. But, um, you know, you are leaving money on the table at that point. You know what I mean? So right now we're working on productivity and trying to, uh, you know, maybe get a couple cats in there to help me roll. But the thing with that is, you know, I can't sacrifice any type of quality, you know. I'm not willing to. Wait, is it just you rolling it's just them? Me. Right? Yeah. Oh my I god! I roll every single joint. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, there's never been a red rolling co joint that hasn't been rolled without. These oh two my hands. gosh, you're amazing. <laughs> I appreciate like... it. I appreciate it. <sighs> but yeah, and, and I'm a, I'm rolling. I typically roll about fifty a day. Um, and oh so that my Lord. accounts to like two, 200, 250 joints every week or so that we put out. Wow. You, you're doing the Lord's work. I'm trying, I'm trying, but you, I'm getting tired of doing up. the Lord's yeah. work. If I'm being real do you, frank, do you cramp up ever? Like... No, my, I, you can kind of see I've got cuts on that finger, but I've got like calluses oh, on like the, the sides of my thumb for yeah. like rolling so much, but they're just like a part of me now. They're not even, they're not even real bumps. They're just like a part of the curvature of my thumb now. You know what I mean? Like my body is like, I cannot believe it's just you rolling them all. Yep. Yep. I roll every single one of them. So. Wow. I don't, wow. Well, I just needed like a moment of silence for that. That's how many do you think you've rolled of specifically the hash holes for your company at this point? Thousands, like probably 30 or 40,000 maybe. Oh my God. Seriously. Yeah. So, if I had to guesstimate. Have you ever dreamt or like, has it ever been a dream of yours to like roll for like a celebrity or an artist or I'm just so I, I just know don't they... want, I don't want to answer to anybody ever honestly that's, that's my amazing thing. I love that that's my thing I you know that. I just uh 
Yeah. I mean, it would be cool. Don't get me wrong. Um, and I've definitely tried like, you know, uh, shout out Blazy Susan, uh, the homie over there. Trey always, you know, tries to hook it up with, you know, getting my joints in some celebrities' hands from time to time. And that's nice and all, but it's like, yeah, I don't know. Like, because I, I think Snoop, he pays his guy like 50 or 60K. It's like, in the grand scheme of things, especially living in a place like Boulder or Denver, like what's fifty? That, that's yeah. you're, you're on the you're on the low end of the totem pole. I'm sorry, right. but you know what I mean. Like, so I just you know, I just don't ever see myself you know rolling up for somebody like that. But that's not to say you know I wouldn't you know be down to like do some super dope collab and like you know yeah. see if these guys would want me to roll up a bunch of joints and we co-brand them or some shit or they you know mm-hmm. find a way to help me push them or whatever. Because you know there's. There's a lot of different ways that a celebrity, of course, could help your brand, you know? But yeah. I don't think I'd ever just say, you know, push Red Roots to the side and, like, totally. push Snoop Dogg once you're in a couple. <laughs> you know, it, it would, it would be, because it'd be cool enough just to say, like, hey, you know, I turned down a job for Snoop Dogg, you know? Right. But, <laughs> no, that's so admirable. But I really, but yeah. I respect that. I appreciate it. But yeah, I just, you know, again, just trying to, I've got my young sons. I just really want to set a good example for them. So I was actually raised by my, something I didn't uh, specify earlier. I was actually raised by my grandparents um, on my mom's side. I've actually never met my real dad. Um, and I've met my real mom maybe a couple times in my life, but that's kind of why, you know, you know, I, growing up on the farm and all that stuff, you know, it was all like that old timey type, like, cause even for Eastern Kentucky, like we were, I felt like we were living in like 1970s, you know what I mean? Like just because like my dad was like in his fifties and my mom as well. So, you know, I just grew up with older folks who, you know, believed in, you know, older values. And I get a lot of people like when I tell them my age too, they're like, you know, well, I thought you were you know, like 35 or some shit. You know, yeah, like, I definitely thought no. you were older too. <laughs> but, Wait, do you mind me ask how old? I'm 25. Oh my gosh, yeah. wow. Yeah. You, you are doing so much. You're amazing. You're such like an entrepreneur. I appreciate it. Wow, yeah. I'm I'm 28 and it's definitely taken me a couple of years, I feel like, to get, you know, right. my footing, find the right path. I think my the biggest thing that helped me is just getting away from my hometown. If I could give any advice to anybody ever, yes. it would just be leave your hometown. Um, yeah. You got to get uncomfortable, you know what I mean, in order to, like, really, you know, grow. So I, I would that. say, <laughs> you know, just, you know, don't overdo it, but, you know, take calculated risk, I would say. You know, be smart about it. Call the, you know – hotels and try and get a job before you just dip off probably wouldn't be the wisest thing to just dip places that you know you you know have no idea of you know what's going on there how to make money there you know have a plan but just don't be scared just you know do it jump off the jump off the ledge you know you'll be good i love that advice that's awesome um some things i always ask my guests um if you could smoke with anyone smoke a red roots obviously hash hole alive or dead uh yes alive or dead who would it be preferably like not family just because people don't sure. know who you're talking about um but it could also be a fictional character um hmm. sounds so cliche but I don't know. 50 Cent is a cool dude. He makes a lot of great shows. Yeah. He's done a lot of cool shit in his life. He's been shot a bunch of times. <laughs> he's just, a, he's just, uh, that dude would be somebody really cool to sit down and smoke a J with and That's talk awesome. to. For sure. He's just like, he's, he's a real OG, you know? So 
I I could only imagine the game I could get from a guy like that. So yeah, fifty cent probably. Nice. Yeah. That's a good one. I like it. He's been shot a bunch of times. <laughs> In the face and everything. Oh my! And he's still alive. Uh, yeah, yeah, fifty cent. Yeah, he's. Still Is he alive. making music? He, I don't know that it. I don't know that he's coming out with anything in a while, but yeah, he, he still makes music. He uh, Have you ever seen the show Power or so. Raising Canaan, the Power Books? Check oh, him out if you have it. But um, yeah, he's uh, he's one of the producers, directors on, the, on that show, and he oh, also cool. he also plays a part. He he acts in it as well. He's oh, he's a good nice. actor. So, but yeah, I like him a lot. He's a cool dude. So that's awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah. And then the other question I always it's ask, almost done, I don't know. thank you, that I kind of always ask people is like, what do you see of like happening with the legalization of cannabis, especially coming from Kentucky and like that area? You know, it's, you know, what do you see of happening with the U.S. and the other, other well, states? You know, the, what we have going on now is good because you, you can only count on whenever it goes federally legal for it to kind of, you know, become like other industries and, you know, the government has control at that point. So there's going to be a lot of things that we're used to, you know, culturally that's going to change drastically, you know what I mean? And may put a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths, but, you know, it, I, I see it being good overall. And then, um, and hopefully it comes soon. I'm not sure how soon. Um, cause there's been so much going on with it, but, uh, Kentucky, I know they, they legalized it, but it doesn't get enacted if I'm not mistaken until like 2025. And even then it's going to be, I think just tinctures and edibles. So as far as like is Kentucky is, I would say so. Yeah. I doubt there's any talk of any type of recreational right now. Damn. Um, I think that, and I think at that, even then, like you gotta be like, you know, recommended to have a medical card or whatever, even then to like get it. So it's not like one of those things where you can, you have doctors here in Colorado, you know what I mean? That you can just say right. you got like, some, you know, headaches or something. Bucks. Yeah. As long as you got the money, you got the med card basically. Yeah. I doubt it's going to be something like that. But, um, but yeah, I just, I'm hoping that, you know, it, it will come about in Kentucky because I can tell you something if, you know, if weed grows half as good as tobacco does in Kentucky, you could grow some real good, yeah. you could grow some real good weed in Kentucky. <laughs> I, I could imagine that you could. So, so yeah. Um, and I, I, I'm definitely looking forward to like New York and Florida getting their shit together because those markets are, are definitely going to be huge and I would love to be a For part sure. of them. Um, so yeah. And then yeah, on, on the federal level though, I'm just, everything's so, I don't yeah. even know. Everything's so crazy, you know, with politics, this, that, and the third. I, I try not to even pay attention to it at all because it's just no, like same. that shit's going to play out however it's going to play out. And you just got to <laughs> like pivot, you know what I mean, and move accordingly. Yes, so, you're so right. Because it's just like why, why stress it. yourself out about it, you know what I mean? But, yes. but yeah, hopefully it does go fairly legal sometime soon, though. And, you know, it's not too regulated to the point to where a bunch of people, you know, are exiting. Because that's what I'm afraid of. It's just going to be monopolized like everything else you know what i mean you're gonna have mcdonald's of weed you know what i mean they're gonna franchise these places out they're gonna push a bunch of booth at yeah. a cheap call you know what i mean totally and they're just gonna push all these like real players out now or buy them out and then change their sops and completely kill the quality you know what i mean yeah. so yeah it's, it's just it's tough to 
to know what that's going to bring. So I don't know if that'd be a good thing or a bad thing, but you know, better legalization, I think would be, it would be nice, you know, just to not have to worry whenever I'm flying back to Kentucky or something yes. about, you know, going to prison for 10 years yes. for a little baggie of weed, you know, it's like, <laughs> same. it's just so crazy. So same. Yeah, I agree. Like it definitely, there would be good aspects to it, but then definitely like right. probably a lot of negative aspects right. as well. So 100%. just like anything else though. Right. Yeah. So, uh, I just wanted to be more accepted and decriminalized and accepted for its medical values right. as well. Um, even this morning, I was literally like debating with someone on Instagram that's still being like, yeah, I smoked weed in high school. <laughs> like, you're not cool anymore. And it's like, you, we're not even talking about the right. same thing. Like, right. <laughs> No, it's there's constantly trolls on IG. Yeah, I just delete those comments. Yes, yeah, seriously. I literally commented back. I'm like, you're following me, right? And you're commenting on my stuff. Like, why? Why are you here? What bro? are we doing here? Yeah. yeah. What are we doing here? What are you doing here? You just wasted how many minutes of your time yeah. commenting and sending that out? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm sending you love because you apparently, yeah. yeah are spending so much energy just shitting on someone else to make yourself feel better. I get you'll never you will never see a comment like that trace it back to their IG or Facebook or what have you and then being like living some type of like they're they're always, you know, struggling through something. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's never anybody that's doing that that's doing better than you. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. Anybody that's doing Facts. better than you is just, you know, they're chilling, you know, they're happy for you. Like they they would never oh, they would never go out of their way to say anything like that. You know what I mean? It's the always wisdom. the people that are struggling, you know what I mean, that feel like bringing you down is going to like lift them up somehow when really, you know, it's quite the opposite. You're just kind of looking silly. So Yes. Uh, but... You have such wisdom for a 25-year-old. <laughs> it's crazy. I, it. I really it's those, it's those old heads that raised me. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's that's what everybody says. They're like, you got an old soul. And I'm like, well, I, I appreciate it, you know? Yeah. Whatever that means. But you know. Well, I just know you're going to do, like, amazing things with this brand and probably, you know, maybe more brands in the future. Because uh, what you have here is super special. I appreciate it. I'm super high and feeling lovely. Right. I know, I'm too high, honestly, right now. <laughs> I'll probably okay. said some, I'm going to listen to this back and be no, like, God no, no. bless. No, no, no. It's going to be great. We are going to wrap it up, though. Thank you so, so much for coming no on. Happy to come out. Um, do you want to say where everyone can find you on like Instagram and your for website sure. again? Yeah, um, you can follow me on IG. It's just Red Roots Rolling Co., um my email if you want to reach out for any business inquiries just redrootsrollingco at gmail.com um and then my website is uh redrootsrolling.com um no code just redrootsrolling and you can actually find that in my bio on ig as well so yeah Sweet. just hit me up through any of those avenues and you know we'll chat awesome thank you so much for yeah. coming on kane and as always stay high